0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Christmas. We have the readings from Midnight Mass. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who have made this most sacred night radiant with the splendor of the true light. Grant, we pray, that we, who have known the mysteries of his light on earth, may also delight in his gladness in heaven, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
1: Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The people that walked in darkness has seen a great light. On those who live in a land of deep shadow, a light has shone. You have made their gladness greater, you have made their joy increase. They rejoice in your presence as men rejoice at harvest time, as men are happy when they are dividing the spoils. For the yoke that was weighing on him, the bar across his shoulders, the rod of his oppressor, these you will break as on the day of Midian. For all the footgear of battle, every cloak rolled in blood is burnt and consumed by fire. For there is a child born for us, a son given to us, and dominion is laid on his shoulders, and this is the name they give him. Wonder, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, wide is his dominion in a peace that has no end. For the throne of David, and for his royal power, which he establishes and makes secure in justice and integrity, from this time onwards and forever." The jealous love of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is born our Saviour, Christ the Lord.
2: Today is born our
1: Saviour, Christ the Lord. O sing a new song to the Lord, sing to the Lord all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name.
2: Today is born our Saviour, Christ the Lord.
1: Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations His glory, and His wonders among all the peoples.
2: Today is born our Saviour, Christ the Lord.
1: Let the heavens rejoice and earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy. At the presence of the Lord, for He comes. He comes to rule the earth.
2: Today is born our Saviour, Christ the Lord.
1: With justice he will rule the world, he will judge the peoples with his truth.
2: Today is born our Saviour, Christ the Lord. A reading from the letter of St Paul to Titus. God's grace has been revealed and it has made salvation possible for the whole human race and taught us that what we have to do is to give up everything that does not lead to God and all our worldly ambitions. We must be self-restrained and live good and religious lives here in this present world, while we are waiting in hope for the blessing which will come with the appearing of the glory of our God and Saviour Christ Jesus. He sacrificed himself for us in order to set us free from all wickedness and to purify a people so that it could be his very own and would have no ambition except to do good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. I bring you news of great joy. Today a Saviour has been born to us, Christ the Lord. Alleluia.
0: The Lord be with you.
2: And with your spirit.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Caesar Augustus issued a decree for a census of the whole world to be taken. This census, the first, took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to be registered. So Joseph set out from the town of Nazareth in Galilee and travelled up to Judea to the town of David, called Bethlehem, since he was of David's house and line, in order to be registered together with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to a son her firstborn. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. In the countryside close by, there were shepherds who lived in the fields and took it in turns to watch their flocks during the night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round them. They were terrified. But the angel said, Do not be afraid. Listen, I bring you news of great joy, a joy to be shared by the whole people. Today... In the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And here is a sign for you. You will find a baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and lying in a manger. And suddenly with the angel there was a great throng of the heavenly host, praising God and singing, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace to men who enjoy his favour. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Praise to you, Lord Jesus
0: Christ. I don't know, maybe it's kind of stupid for a priest to say this, but I love Christmas. I can't get enough of the Christmas crib. You know, I love looking at the magnificent scene of Mary receiving her child for the first time and, you know, just Joseph looking on proudly. And it blows my mind to stop and think about what's exactly happening in that moment. That God interrupts human history and that, The creator enters into his own creation. God takes human nature. He's born just like you and me. I mean, on Sundays in the creed, we say, through him, all things were made. And now he becomes one of those things that are made. A tiny, tiny baby. Just think, the God who created the infinite expanse of the universe is himself now wrapped up in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. This is God who possesses all wisdom and truth itself. He receives two parents who will teach him. God who is all-powerful becomes a defenseless little baby. And, you know, when I stop in front of the crib and think about these things, I can't squeeze it in my mind. It's a mystery that's too broad and it's too bright. It's just, it's hard to be able to receive it all. And so I find myself often just smiling and saying, thank you, Jesus. But I'll tell you what makes Christmas extra special. And, you know, it, it doesn't happen every year, of course. But when you've got a new member in the family, when you've got a little baby to kind of hang onto and hold, that little nativity scene, it becomes flesh and blood. And I don't know, I suppose it's a common experience because you hear people say it all the time, but, you know, after a while, you, you, you take a newborn into your arms and, and it's like, I forgot how tiny babies really are. Those, you know, minute little fingers and toes, delicate little nose and mouth and tiny eyelashes. And then, of course, the baby opens, his mouth starts screaming, and that's when I hand it back to mum. But it becomes a beautiful meditation on the way that God entered the human family, not as a conquering military king with trumpet and fanfare, but in the modesty of a stable and in the humility of a newborn child. There's something so precious in that gift of a child. And, you know, everyone wants to have a hold, right? Um, And I imagine that It must have been similar among the shepherds. You can just picture them all wanting to have a hold of the baby Jesus, marvelling at how they too had forgotten just how tiny newborns really are. And, you know, I suppose I want to be there too. (laughs) You know, I want to be there with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds as they welcome God himself into the human family. It's a bit schmaltzy, I suppose, but don't you just want to have a cuddle? And it seems a shame that, you know, We're about 2,000 years too late. But still, although the event of Christmas happened long ago, I think it would be a mistake simply to relegate it to history and to hold it at arm's length. Because here's the thing. Christ is present, truly present, here and now among us in a tangible way in the Eucharist. He's present under the form of bread and wine in no less real a way than he was present to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. To meet Christ, you don't need to be in Judea in the year zero because he is still Emmanuel, God with us. That didn't change. And there are some interesting little hints in the Christmas story that tell us that the Eucharist is precisely how Jesus would remain among us. Now, We all know that Jesus was born in the city of David, in Bethlehem. Now, when you break down the name in Hebrew, Beth means house and lechem is bread. The name of the town where Jesus is born, Bethlehem, literally means house of bread. Now, Christ will proclaim during his public ministry that, you know, I am the bread come down from heaven. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry Whoever believes in me will never thirst. At the very first moment when the world lays eyes on Jesus, already there is a sign in Bethlehem that Jesus will remain with his people as the bread of life. The house into which he was born is Bethlehem, the house of bread. This is how Jesus will remain with his people in the Eucharist. And so, we don't need to look toward Bethlehem in Judea with too much envy because Bethlehem is here. Jesus is here in the Eucharist. Now, do you notice where Mary and Joseph lay the infant Jesus? The Gospel of Luke tells us that he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Now, we might think that a cot would be more fitting for a newborn, but in the stable, all they can find is a lousy manger. Now, I think we sometimes, you know, get a little bit too familiar with the Christmas story and and we forget what these words actually mean. And, you know, we can kind of confuse the word manger with the word stable and we sort of go, oh, yeah, 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 Jesus was born in a manger. No, he wasn't born in a manger. No, a manger, it's a trough. It's an open box where animals would come and find their food. If you've got any of the Italian language in the recesses of your brains, you probably know one word, mangiare, To eat. That's what the manger is. It's a place where you go to find food. The fact that Mary and Joseph lay Jesus in a manger is no accident. In fact, it's almost a shocking reality. Because when we arrive at the manger, we, in fact, are the animals who find their food. We discover there what? The newborn body of Christ. We discover the food which will nourish us into eternal life. The manger is where animals go to be fed, and that's where we find Jesus, in the flesh. In Bethlehem, the house of bread, we receive the bread come down from heaven, which is Christ the Lord. In his public ministry, Jesus declares, My flesh is real food, my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. You know, over the last couple of days, I've had a prayer stuck in my head. Last Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent, this was the prayer that every Roman Catholic priest in the world prayed at Mass. So after the priest has received the bread and offered it and, and prepared the chalice, poured in the water and wine, and done the prayer offering for that, the priest prays the prayer over the offerings, um, and it's something that changes uh, from Mass to Mass. Uh, and so, you know, for the fourth Sunday of Advent, this is what it was. May the Holy Spirit, O Lord, sanctify these gifts laid upon your altar, just as He filled with His power the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, through Christ our Lord. So it kind of struck me, right? Like a comparison is being made there between the altar and the womb of the Blessed Virgin. Listen again. He says, May the Holy Spirit, O Lord, sanctify these gifts laid upon your altar. That's the bread and wine, right? That's what's just been prepared. But then it goes on, just as the Holy Spirit, right? Just as he filled with his power, the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, I think in order to feel the full weight of that prayer, we need to slot in another little piece of scripture. If you remember, there's the most important moment when the Archangel Gabriel announces to the Virgin Mary that she'll conceive Jesus in her womb, And Mary asks the angel, how can this come about since I'm a virgin? Now, fair question, right? And listen to the answer that the angel gives. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. Mary conceives her son, Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He overshadowed her with his power, and Jesus came to be in her womb. It's a truly miraculous event. Now listen to this prayer again. May the Holy Spirit, O Lord, sanctify these gifts laid upon your altar, just as he filled with his power the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. What we prayed in the church last Sunday is truly incredible, and it touches on the very heart of the Eucharist. Just as the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and filled her womb with his power, causing the body of Christ to become present within her, that same Holy Spirit would overshadow the altar and cause the body of Christ to become present in the gifts of bread and wine. And so the work of the Holy Spirit during the Mass makes Jesus present in the Eucharist in the same way that the work of the Holy Spirit made Jesus present in Mary. Now take a moment to think about that for a second. The church Is Bethlehem the house of bread? The sanctuary is a stable. The altar is a manger. And Jesus is laid upon the altar, all wrapped up, not in swaddling clothes, but this time he's wrapped up in the appearances of bread and wine. We're not separated from Bethlehem by time or space because Jesus is born upon our altars each and every day, each and every Sunday. We don't need to look at the shepherds with envy, wishing that we too could have a hold of the baby, because he places himself in our hands and in our mouths as he feeds us with his body and blood. This is Bethlehem, the house of bread, the bread come down from heaven. This is the manger where we find our food and from which we are to be nourished so that we may be brought to everlasting life. I pray that you'll be able to get to Mass this Christmas. Um, I think there are a few difficulties again in New South Wales, but let us approach the altar where we will find our food and approach it knowing it's a manger. That in Holy Communion, we take our turn to hold the baby, to receive Christ Jesus into our homes and into our hearts. Let's welcome Jesus into the human family, for he really is God with us. He doesn't come to take anything away that is truly beautiful and authentically human. He comes to give life, to feed us with his body, and to nourish us into eternal life. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.